0: Hello and welcome to Audio Mission from Church Mission Society. I'm Trevor Smith. This month, we continue exploring some of the myths that persist around our understanding of what mission is as part of Church Mission Society's Mission Is campaign. Find out more about this and the new resources available to help you and your church explore what mission is at churchmissionsociety.org. Many people still assume that mission is about people from the West going to the Global South, and they have all sorts of concerns about that. But today, although mission does still include people from the West going to the Global South, it's about so much more. And later, we'll hear from a young Brazilian couple reflecting on the nature of global mission. But first, we hear from an Indian-born mission partner who is now working back in India via Africa and Britain. She spoke to Jeremy Woodham about how she stands alongside other women who may be struggling with very difficult circumstances, such as abusive relationships.
1: So what do I do? I just work alongside them. I befriend them. And I just say, yes, I follow Christ, and that's what Christ enables me to do. But you can be better than you are now. You are worth something. You are valued. And if they are Christian, it's just helping them to look at Christ and how Christ sees them. And if they're not, it's just the sense of, I am your friend, encouraging them and raising them up not about finance not about better jobs just about who they are inside and their own how they see themselves Um, and that's just across the board whether they're from a low caste low status or high income high status family I think there's a lot of this within the core of a lot of women and I think it's not who we as women are called to be and so my role is just walking alongside a lot of them and helping them to see that in themselves.
2: The way you do that has to be very careful, not in terms of trying to do things in disguise, but you know, in terms of meeting cultural issues. How does that work out?
1: You have to be absolutely culturally sensitive. And I guess I have to be careful that... Um, I'm sort of Indian woman outside western head heart and therefore for me I have brought the two together and I've made it work so I mustn't be seen that I'm bringing western values To their lives, because that's not what I want to communicate. What I am trying to communicate is God's value and Christ's example. So it's really with great care and sensitivity that I navigate each individual relationship. I try to maintain in my head and my heart that each is created in God's image, God's likeness individually, and look at that person as a person loved by God and help them navigate. It isn't always easy. Because if they're married, and there is an abusive partner, how do you navigate that? Um, I am mostly the silent friend who the husband doesn't know about. So if they need to run, I'm there. But yes, it is always a challenge to work, and to remember that I am India. And I am Indian in some ways, and I have to be for their sake, and not dump Western values on them, because that wouldn't work. Christ, yes. Godly, yes not Western
2: what we hear a lot um, coming from India is the tensions between faiths um, extremists of different faiths attacking others what's the the reality like and is it very different in a city where you are compared to you know other places
1: I think because it's urban it's a city we do get a real mix and I think people come without the constraints of religion so it doesn't really matter. They do, they are prepared to put aside those things. And I consciously put aside those things because I know it divides or it can divide. So in conversations, I try not to bring up the issues with Islam or the issues with Hinduism. Partly I don't know enough, but partly because I just see them as people, not as so and so is Muslim, so and so is Hindu because it doesn't matter we're Christian, I have Muslim neighbours I have Hindu friends we all get on really well and festival time is a time to share all the food and all the fun because i rather not divide i rather keep doors open keep communication open so I can talk to people about my faith and allow them to share theirs with me because that's fine too if I'm not prepared to listen then I, sh- I can't share
0: Let us keep praying for all our mission partners, wherever they're from, needing to navigate different cultures and mindsets as they seek to serve people with integrity. Now we hear from some Western mission partners about the new generation of leaders of the church in the Chaco in remote northern Argentina. David and Shelley Stokes are working with the Diocese of Northern Argentina to provide training and to walk alongside indigenous leaders as they work out what it means to be a church leader in their culture. Jeremy Woodham asked David how many people were involved in the training.
3: At the end it was about 80 of them and mainly chosen by their home churches, sent by their home churches either already active in in church leadership or else uh, with the backing and and wanting to to, to learn more to train and so it's basically going through a programme that could lead towards ordination but doesn't necessarily mean that and uh, one of the challenges though is that historically been organized and led by ex- by missionaries and so one of the challenges has been getting wechi and toba teachers really involved in the process and making it a little bit more practical and a bit less academic really uh, one of the really real finds this last year was bishop uh, matteo who is the toba bishop who who's just a natural teacher And he was really good. He was almost like chaplain for the two weeks that they were there. And he was there talking to them. And that was really very encouraging.
2: And you've talked about a kind of an apprentice model of of training. How does that work out? What does that look like?
3: Traditionally, in the hunter-gatherer scheme of things, a father would take son to the river and show him, not so much talking about it, how to fish, what to do what not to do and essentially it was for a long time a similar sort of model in terms of how to be an evangelist how to pastor a church really by seeing and doing which is a secular model that jesus used but of course the challenge now is that very often father and son there's less contact in terms of time because son goes off to school if if the church is in the town Often the older generation and the younger generation inside, they don't have that sort of sustained time contact, so that's where it's quite a challenge, holding on to that old discipling model. Intentional discipleship is quite a a common sort of buzzword at the moment, but it's it's, it's how, how to get sufficient time between those who really do know and those who are wanting to learn
2: and three indigenous bishops now are they a product of this kind of training model
3: very much so uh bishop matthew mateo he actually trains at the bible institute that i helped run in the 90s but then he was also trained by a an excellent tober pastor the older bishop urbano Duarte. he never went to any central training so all his training has been from one of the great pastors, one of the great Wichi pastors, so his was entirely uh, learning on the job. And Crisanto, the, the other Wichi bishop, he was really made almost like the son of one of the sort of pioneer church planters.
2: What is something the Wichi disciples of Jesus, the Toba disciples, that you meet and work with, what is something they could teach us? What, is, what are the gifts they could offer us?
3: I um, think one of the things, it, the way of life. I understand in England we have little segments of our life: home, work, social, whatever. In the Wechi and Toba setup, everything's out on the table. You're you're the same person. You're known as you are, and so there's no integrity. Yeah, there's integrity. Yeah, there's a, there's a wholeness of everything it fits together and i think that's one of the things the other thing is maybe with the, with the assistant bishops a non-salaried assistant bishop it's quite a challenging thing quite a challenging thing i think their attitude towards possessions and money are healthier than ours in our society that's not to say materialism isn't an issue there as well but I think, generally speaking, attitudes to possession and money is less harmful to the, uh, the human spirit still.
1: Another area would be time. They live in the present. They're not so busy getting ready for the future that they miss the present moment. Sometimes we, we tear our ha- hair out trying to get them to think ahead and plan for what's coming up, but then in our culture we, we need to learn from that. We're, we're far too busy with the future and, and miss the present.
2: I'm interested, going forward, are people trying to work out, okay, how do we sustain this model that we've got without salaries? Or are people trying to think, how do we get salaries?
3: I think that's the big question. I think for, for the three assistant bishops to know how, how, how to survive, really, in terms of you know, that, that there'll be sufficient support for them and for them to learn, really, what their job is. Because it's not int- it not entirely clear yet what their roles will, will will or should become.
2: That's because you can't simply transpose the job description of a bishop from here
3: or from Absolutely even not. elsewhere in Argentina. No, uh, no, because it's it's going to be the answers are going to be very. I think there'll be a Tober model and a Weechi model of what it looks like to be bishops, and then how those three actually work together. Those three men working together across their their, their natural uh, boundaries. That's quite a challenge.
0: Please pray for these new leaders in Argentina, that they will know God's leading in their still new roles. Finally this month, we turn to Brazil, or rather to Deborah and Levi Santana, who have been working in Britain, where Levi has been a pioneer curate, but who are originally from central Brazil. In the summer, they returned to their homeland as CMS mission partners. Before they left, John Orchard asked them to reflect on whether mission had become truly global rather than just a Western thing.
4: If someone told me uh, that mission is primarily a Western thing, I would say no, <laughs> it's not. I think uh, it, it can't be because if mission belongs to God, if God is mission, then all of us in creation mm-hmm. are responsible for carrying um, it out in some way. Uh, and, and therefore, it can't be just a Western thing. Must be an African thing, an Asian thing, a South American thing.
2: Yeah, the world. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. It, it belongs to the body of Christ. So, is mission local or is it global?
1: I think mission is global and uh, local as well, both,
0: because you need to st- um, mission. needs to start in your home, I think, and then you know in your community, in your churches, and then going out as well, so it begins, I think it prepares you in your local environment and then later on you you do something more
1: global.
4: all mission has to be local because it happens in a locality, it's always a local community that engages with the extended community that will carry out mission now, sometimes that will spill over across frontiers across borders and that's when I think mission becomes global. But again if God is a is the, the God of the world then his body uh, as his body we have uh, the responsibility to do mission here where we are and also support mission that goes across frontiers. So how have you seen mission as being multi-directional in your own life and experiences? Mission is very multi-directional for us. Uh, we are from the global south. And we came to England to uh, do mission work here. And now we are being prepared and sent by the English church to the global south again <laughs> to do mission there.
2: Yeah.
4: And so we yeah. are true examples of, of multidirectional <laughs> yes. mission. Uh, m- mission, isn't it? Because we, we are it. And I, th- and I think that that's quite exciting that we can belong everywhere and we can work everywhere. We can work together. Why do we need each other? Why do we need each other in mission? I suppose... To
1: support each other.
4: To learn from each other. If you assume that mission, for example, is a Western thing, it assumes that people in the global south, in Africa, Asia, Latin America, are poorer than us in every way. Mm. Now, if we assume that we are a global church with a global mission, then we can mutually learn from one another uh, so the Brazilian Church has something to teach us here in England, and vice versa. And so that's why we need each other because
1: yeah. we can learn from experiences. And
4: yeah, and if if Jesus is the head of the church, and we are all part of it in some way, then it, it means that we all have a part and a and a role to play in the whole. And I think that, that is okay. uh, theologically where. The whole understanding of mission as being from everywhere has to lie, I think. How can the West um, learn to listen more to global voices from the rest of the world? This learning that we've been talking about, this learning between settings. So, for example, if the English church is to learn from the Brazilian experience of Christianity, for example, that must happen through people who work as bridges or someone once said as a trellis in a garden that is connected to the wall and to the ground where things can grow and climb on to oh, yeah. um, that's how people in mission can function in connecting two different contexts and creating I suppose a room for growth mm. and room for mutual understanding because if, if mission is God's, if you know, this idea of the Missio Dei, the, the mission of God, uh, if we are partakers in, in his mission, then we all share a part in that mission. And so it has to be something that belongs to everyone. So uh, is Western, is Oriental, is Asian, is African, is, it's is cool. Latin it's American. Whole, yeah. Whole if it's God's world, then it's God's mission, then everyone has a part to play in it.
0: Levi Santana, bringing this edition of Audio Mission to a close. You can hear and see more from the Santanas in the videos accompanying our new Mission Is Bible study resource, now available on our website, churchmissionsociety.org. Do take a look at our new resources section. Thank you for listening, and join us next time for more voices from God's global mission.